Narrative. Vision. Film. Cinematography. Storytelling. Music. Digital media. Scarlet Media. You're listening to 50mm, a Scarlet Media lens. Join us as we discuss our perspectives on digital media, filmmaking, and storytelling that inspires us. In this episode, we discuss our filmmaking experiences in the time of COVID-19 and self-quarantine. We explore the changes we've faced due to our limited access to equipment, studios, and people, and how we've adapted our filmmaking accordingly. Hi everyone, welcome back to 50mm Scarlet Media Lens. I'm your host today, Wallace Truesdale, joined by... Hi, I'm Megan. Hi, I'm Emily. And I am Finley. And today we're going to be talking about what it was like to be filming during quarantine. Quarantine affected a lot of different things and the filmmaking industry was no exception. So we're just going to talk about our experience with that during our time at our houses. Uh, First things first, how's everyone doing? Good. We're trying to get out more and walk around and enjoy the summertime. (laughs) Right, right. How about you, Findlay? It's been like a lot of going on walks with a podcast and and trying to like separate myself from from reality which is good i also started running which is great that's really good i i don't go for long right now i can't go for a long time just because my body is so weak but i'm like building up strength which is nice so i have like a new hobby nice nice get in that summer body during the summer we love it (laughs) Emily, how about you? Um, I've actually been pretty busy. We're, like, in the process of moving. Okay. Um, and on top of that, my, my poor puppy broke his arm, so we're all trying oh. to take care of him. Oh. oh, no. Yeah. Poor little puppy. I hope he heals quickly, then. That's so sad. Yeah. And, uh, and best of luck with the move, then, too. That is, that is very busy during all of this. Yes, thanks. But, yeah, so then let's talk about filming during quarantine. So one of the big things with being home is that we're really limited in what we can use with, you know, having to film on our phone, not having access to the technology we usually have at our TV studio. So what has that been like for you guys? For me, I had a documentary project due that I had started a little bit on in the beginning of the semester. But then once like quarantine happened, then I lost access to my subject. So I had to rethink everything because I didn't have access to any equipment anymore and I didn't have access to my subject. So I was thinking like, okay, well, what's, what can I make now? And some options I thought of were like, well, I could do like a documentary based on like pre-existing footage and like photos and other materials I have. And I didn't really have a lot, so I didn't do that. And then one of my teachers was like, you should all be recording your families during this time because it is a unique time in history that will never happen again. And I thought, that is insane. (laughs) I will never record my family. But then (laughs) my brother had like some chest pains, which just turned out to be like like a muscle thing. He went to the hospital and he came back and the hospital was, and this was in the early days before we were really sure what was going on. So the hospital was like, you need to self quarantine in your room for two weeks and you can't leave other than to go to the bathroom. And I was like, oh, I know what I'm going to film now. So I filmed my brother like every day while he was in his self-quarantine. We have this like glass door between our rooms. So I would film through the glass. So I wasn't infecting anyone, but I was still getting footage. 
And what a lucky he, break that is. Very lucky break, but he said he felt like a circus animal <laughs> when I was filming him. But no, that's really dope, Finley. It's great that you adapted that like that and that your brother was willing to become like a circus animal for two weeks for the documentary. Um, at one point, well, mostly he wasn't doing a lot other than like eating and napping just because he was like obviously like very depressed. He couldn't leave his room. But a lot of the footage was him eating and he looked at it and he goes, I look like a squirrel. You need to edit that out. <laughs> so, in a lot of different ways, he did feel like a caged animal, but um, but he got over it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Emily, Megan, how about you guys? Yeah, I mean, I had to, I used our school's equipment at Mason Gross and then we had to come back and return it. And I haven't filmed since then, but yeah, it was really interesting with, how like having to clean off equipment after each use because I was filming my documentary for my senior thesis and I had to be in contact with a lot of people but I tried to maintain my distance and um and just with the whole lavaliers and stuff and I had to be really cognizant of like when they touched it and where and then (laughs) cleaning it and it was just really it really made you pay attention to your equipment and um and like the shots that we were getting. Was that what was that like collaborating with other people? I think you mentioned that before, like having a social distance and everything still too, right? Yeah, so I ended up filming just alone, um, and so I was doing the sound and then also with the camera, and I had to really pay attention to what shots I was getting because I think when we're in a moment in documentary filmmaking, we're not really paying attention to our surrounding. We're more, more focused on trying to get the shot, and so... I had to really be cognizant of getting the shot, but then also maintaining distance from others, which was really a lot to think about. And um, I think I actually learned a lot from it, too. Oh, nice. Nice. Great way for it to benefit from quarantine. And how about you, Emily? What has been like kind of working with limited technology? I think that it was a, a stressful thing for me being my first year Um, I had like so many ideas that I wanted to do, um, especially with all of the space that uh, we had at Rutgers. And when we went into quarantine, it was like, oh, I can't use anything now. So all of those like great ideas that I wanted to do kind of went out the window. Um, So I was limited to only my my house, really. So I was um, I had to come up with ideas for a lot of my um, final projects and a lot of my production classes. And I just, I couldn't think of anything because I was just stuck in this limited space and I only had me and my family to film with. So it just, it really took the creativity out of it for me. Um, So the films that I ended up making, I'm like not very happy with. Um, I just felt like I was kind of forced to do it just to get the grade. So it didn't become an enjoyable process for me. Yeah, that's completely understandable. It's when you're in the, cooped up in the house for so long, not only does it like kind of kill your creativity bug, but even when you don't have a lot to be working with to begin with, it can just kind of be hard to do things in general. Did you use your family as actors? Oh, all the time. They hate it. <laughs> they hate it so much, especially my younger sister, who I like to use a lot because she has this just this expression of hatred when I film her and I love it. <laughs> and she's mad at me every time I do it. I'm like, I'm going to make a film. You want to be in it? She's like, no. And I'm like, yes, we're going to do it. <laughs> it's just great. New topic. Megan has just talked about collaborating with people. And that's something I want to talk about a little bit more. And Emily just kind of talked about it 
with uh, using your family as actors, kind of what has been like with any with like any other experiences with working with people? How's it been working with our bosses, not being able to really talk to them in person or like, you know, I know something that I did a lot of Scarlet Media was I would go to Ariel or Walker for help with stuff if something was like tricking me up. Like I've used Premiere Pro before, but like, you know, they're geniuses with it. So what's that been like for you guys? Well, I still go to Walker for help. <laughs> I slack him a lot and I'm like, please just do this for me. I don't know how to do it. And he's always like, no, actually, I'm not going to do it for you, but here's how you do it, which is nice. It's been tough. Like I did one project for Scarlet Media where it was like, how to do a, a Zoom call properly. And I think actually all of you were in it. And my issue was that I didn't want it to just be me because I thought that would be boring and like selfish. So like who just wants to watch me all the time? So I thought, oh, like maybe I can get my coworkers to be in it. And thankfully all of you were so happy and were so lovely to send me over footage. The way I organized it was I made the spreadsheet of shots I needed. So it would be like shot number two, someone going to the fridge and opening it up and bringing out a sandwich and you all signed up for different shots. We never really talked about it. How was that experience for you guys? I really enjoyed making that video. It was kind of a break in the work day because I'd be like, oh, now I get to <laughs> film for Finley's video. And yeah, it was really fun, like trying to, watching your examples and then trying to um, think of a creative way to make light of the situation we're in, especially with the Zoom calls and like, totally adjusting to our work and classes and everything. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it as well. I thought it was a fun little um, project to do, especially because the the one shot that I signed up to do, it was like um, you sit in, and you're sitting on the call with somebody in the background doing dishes. So I come upstairs. I'm like, Dad, I need you to help me film. He's like, all right, what do I do? He goes like, just do some dishes. He's like, what? And he ended up actually doing dishes after I finished. I was like, oh, I'm done. And he's like, well, got to clean these now. And <laughs> I was like, okay. That's great. So it was actually a fun thing to do. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I signed up for the one where we brought our dog into the shot. So I had to like kind of chase my dog down for a little bit in our house and like force him up into the shot. It was just really nice to film something for work again, too. So it was just um, just like a nice project idea there, Finley. It was great that you involved all of us on that one. Thank you. Um, yeah, and it was fun putting it together just because it felt like, oh, we're all working together again. Because one of the fun parts of working at Scarlet Media is just like, you know, working with all of you and getting to know you while we're on shoots and stuff. Like, that's that's where I find a lot of the fun. And since now we're all separated, it's kind of, it's it, it feels different working. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no. And kind of something going off of that a little bit, I think... Emily had kind of touched on it earlier too. I was kind of curious to how, with being in quarantine, how like your creativity in making stuff has kind of been affected. Like how have you guys kind of been motivating yourself to like keep working, come up with new stuff for Scarlet Media, come up with some own stuff for personal projects? Um, I definitely think that being in quarantine dropped my creativity a whole lot. Like when I was um, trying to do these projects for my classes, I just felt like they were becoming more of a chore than an actual creative outlet like they used to be for me. Um, so I would find myself being frustrated because I didn't want to do the projects. I felt like they weren't going to come out the way I wanted them to. I wasn't happy with them um, and I just didn't want to do them. Um, so it, it definitely became like uh, less of a of an interesting or fun experience than it used to be not having like the resources or people there. 
Um, Because I was so used to to being able to collab with like my friends or classmates and create these films that we all had fun, not only making, but had fun um, looking at the finished product. And I just didn't have that anymore. Um, So it just became useless. It was like, why do I have to make this if I don't want to do it? So it just became a let me get the grade thing. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that really hard to kind of like show final products and like kind of be have that moment with your friends where you're actually like looking at everything and be like, oh my God, I remember this. I remember how we did this. This shot actually turned out really nice. It's kind of like harder to do that. How about you, Megan Finley? Um, yeah, I definitely think that Emily is so right because I had to put a hold on filming for a little bit for my senior thesis and then I kind of became less motivated to go out and film because... My I had initial planning, I had a whole schedule over spring break to film and stuff, and then it just, it ended, and then I wanted to expand my documentary so much more and, like, really dive deeper into the my characters and the people that I was exploring, and I couldn't do so, and so I had to kind of make a whole different film for the grade a little bit, and, um, I mean, now, since it is my senior thesis and we're going to have a showcase in September, I have time to now expand now that um, things are starting to go a little bit back to normal but yeah it definitely put a whole halt on my project and really changed it. Finley how about you? Uh, For me it was it was challenging and I'm still having trouble like motivating myself creatively I'm like a rising senior so I have to do my senior thesis this year and I used to be writing for it every day when before like quarantine hit and now I'm like now I have to find my, like, I'm, I have to re-motivate myself and rethink, like, okay, like, what do I enjoy about a film? Like, what do I want people to experience when I make something? And I hadn't thought about those questions in months now. So now I'm kind of getting back into it, trying to write every day. And it's it's tough just because part of the challenge is that since we don't know what the upcoming school year will be like, I don't know what I can write. So, you know, I'm obviously not going to be writing any crowd scenes, but I don't even know if I can write for actors. Like I may have to act in my own short, which would be interesting. So it's it it's maybe the the unknown element is what is like preventing me from working. But I'm trying to get over that and just figuring out what I can work with and what makes the most sense for me. Right, just kind of making the most of the situation right now. We're kind of weirdly having to create new ideas based off of what, just what's going on and everything, even though it kind of feels like this final product isn't always what you want it to be. It's kind of like forcing yourself to keep on making things. Mm-hmm. And I guess just one more thing that I wanted to ask about was, is there any like cool softwares or like any other things that you guys have kind of like found while you've had to stay home? Like, just new editing softwares, anything that's been just, like, you know, compromises since we don't have, you know, the technology at Scarlet Media or, like, access to the Mason Grove School anymore. Just, like, anything that you've just kind of been found extra helpful all of a sudden. Well, I've been using, um, before we had the school allowed us to, like, download Premiere for free, I was using um, DaVinci Resolve, which is, like, a free program. And while it may not be as, like intuitive as premiere for editing i was editing all of my projects on that because i mean it was free and also it it runs okay so that's that's what i was using to edit everything and worked pretty okay 
Have you guys used Videoscribe? I I was supposed to use Videoscribe. They were supposed to give me like a project so I could like um, put together with a script. Um, and I think they gave the script to, to either you or somebody else. And so I just kind of... To me, to me. Yeah, so I just kind of like played played with the program, but I didn't really get to use the program. I thought it was interesting and I was looking forward to it, but... I have a very love-hate relationship with Videoscribe. Because <laughs> I had to use it for our um, Camp Kilmer project, which I actually think came out really good because of Videoscribe, funnily enough. Because the thing about it is like, it has really, it makes graphic work really nice. Like, at, like the transitions are really cool with how it um, uses the hands to write in things or sketch and fade in stuff. And that's really cool. And it's got royalty-free music that's in there. It's just anytime you have to like actually... The convenience of having a timeline and editing audio is not there at all. So you kind of have to put it in Premiere Pro if you ever want to do mess with stuff like that. So it's actually like a great program to like put pictures in and like kind of set something up. And then you're going to have to use like Premiere or like Finley just said DaVinci if you really want to finalize whatever you're doing. So that's actually been cool to use, just like also inconvenient to use at the same time. It's been fun and weird. At this, it's been fun and weird. I have a question. Wallace, what has your experience been like in terms of, like, making things in quarantine? Yeah, it's been really, like, strange for me because I do not like using my family as actors whatsoever just because they're either usually busy or they just say no. So I've kind of had to be using myself a lot for, like, small ideas that I've been having. Um, and, like, one weird positive thing that has kind of come out of quarantine is there's these really cool lights in my, like, kitchen. I think they're, like, Einstein bulbs that, like, have this really nice orange hue about them. And I've, like, been using them as lighting for some of the things that I've been doing. So that's kind of been a weird benefit to all of this, too. What have you been making? Little sketches, basically, like, comedy sketches that I kind of just come into mind. Just, like, put them out there or, like, make them, see how I like them, and then just, like, kind of edit them and go from there. That's great. But yeah, is there any other things anyone kind of wanted to say about filming, quarantine, anything else that's coming to mind? Um, I think one of the other things that um, I wanted to talk about was like the limited spaces that we have now. Um, a lot of places are closed. A lot of places don't want people coming in, especially large groups. So if you do want to film Definitely. in like studio spaces or maybe you want to film in a restaurant, you don't have that anymore. Um, so you definitely have to like think about the spaces that you can go to when it comes to filming and, and creating these like aesthetics that you want for your films. And it, it's so it's like frustrating, actually, to think about. Yeah, most definitely. It's kind of been like really weird because you can try and make a restaurant at home, but there's like certain things that you just can't do at home. Like you can't make a park at home. You can't like have a beach setting at your house, things like that. So it definitely does like throw you for a loop a bit. One other thing that The Limited Space just reminded me of is when we've been working with our clients in the rooms that they've been having to use with um, over like WebEx and stuff has been really funny because those can go very hit or miss. Like sometimes the clients are like really good about just placing themselves so there's not a whole lot of stuff going on in the background and you know they'll know how to do their audio correctly and then sometimes they'll have everything go wrong immediately. So I've had a couple cases of that. So troubleshooting has definitely been a very interesting experience since quarantine has started when filming with other clients. No, I think it's it's kind of funny when it comes to like um, when you have to film on video 
Um, and I've seen like, um, cause this, this actually goes out to like, like news people as well. People who have TV shows, they're also going online now. They don't, they're not in the studios anymore. So they're, they're doing zoom calls and it's, it's funny to see the way that they kind of just have to recreate a studio setting in their, um, in their own homes. And I think, I think one of the things I saw was like backgrounds it's a lot of people don't really know like they don't pay attention to their backgrounds and there was a a whole like twitter page about people on zoom calls and their backgrounds and they were being rated on their spaces like their interior design what was on the walls and it was like uh eight out of ten nice plant things like that um and it was like interesting stuff to see because it when you look when you look at the tv or you watch like the news or something you're used to a studio setting, you're used to it looking nice, but then now when you go on the TV, people are in their homes, people are, they don't have great lighting anymore, the video quality goes down, audio quality goes down. I see everybody with Air, AirPods in their ears and the quality is so bad. I'm like, I can't, it sounds like you're underwater and I'm so used to that good quality. It's like, oh my God, it's, it's so bad now. Yeah, and actually going off of that, Finley and I in one of our, in our independent study class, our teacher, Thomas Lennon, made us think and what an exercise in one of our Zoom calls, like critique all of our setups that we have in our room and like with the lighting and like, was this um, like backlight? And then we all talked about the lighting. And I thought that was really interesting because it made us really think about like lighting in any situation um, and how to frame a shot and everything. If I remember correctly, I think he liked your setup the most. Because <laughs> you were right in front of a window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's been weird. It's like this has this. Is, if there's anything else that the experience has made me realize, it's that uh, what we've been using over at our studio and what like the professional studios use really does make a difference. Like you can just feel it. We're still making good stuff with what we have. You know, we're all talented people, so we can compensate. But uh, definitely, you can feel the difference there. Cool. Any. Last words, we're kind of nearing good wrap-up time for this. Um, no, not for me right now. <laughs> the musical singings of one fiddly king we love to see. <laughs> All right, everyone, thanks for listening. I've been your host, Wallace Truesdale. Join us next week for an episode where we discuss content from creators of color. Thank you. Thank you Bye. for listening. Thanks Bye. For listening. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us on 50mm, a Scarlet Media lens. Scarlet Media is a student media team operating from Rutgers Division of Continuing Studies Media Services. To learn more about Scarlet Media, check out the Media Services website at tvstudio.rutgers.edu. We hope you'll join us next time.